Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi everyone, welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scout. My name is Az, I am riding solo today. Uh, I thought I've done so many of these team reveals, team selections, whatever you want to call them, uh, over pre-season. It's probably only fair that I do mine. You might have seen it on Black Box. It has changed a little bit since then. I'm a bit concerned that I'm doing exactly what I said I wouldn't do. I'm making changes, even after doing uh, the Black Box, which two years uh, in a row... I've made changes and the and the team I presented on the stream did a lot better. So <laughs> I'm conscious that it's it's going to happen again. But at the same time, it's very hard not to tinker uh, at this late stage. And also it's fest tomorrow as well. I hope I'm not going to get talked into some other stuff um, as well. But we will see. Uh, I'm recording this um, on Thursday. It's eight minutes past one. I think I'll be putting this out uh, tomorrow morning. So Friday morning which is obviously the big day when we get all the press conferences and news and there might be some other stuff that's, that's broken, all that kind of thing. So just as a bit of a disclaimer, um, I've also called this a team reveal. I can't fully commit to things. I'm going to talk about the players that are definitely locks in my side. Um, I'm going to be a little bit uh, less sure on, on some players because I've already made some changes. So take it with a little bit of a pinch um, of salt. I can commit to the formation, though, which I'll present in a second. Uh, it's just some of the personnel which which might um, be in and out. Uh, I just want to say thank you everyone for your support over over the um, over the preseason. I think we've we've done some really really good content. Harry's come on board, you know Andy and Praz um, as well. Ted's been back to doing videos this week. We've had burning questions with Praz and Snaldo. The captaincy video with Joe. I thought the scout cast absolutely excellent. Um, if you haven't checked that out, do so. Uh, Andy's hosting with with Joe and Seb. Uh, you know, all new kind of graphics and and different kind of formats, a way that's working. And yeah, genuinely, I'm, I'm really happy with, with how things on the channel are going. So if you are, have enjoyed the preseason content, uh, do make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Uh, give this video a like as well. Drop me some comments and, you know, let the guys know um, if you've enjoyed um, all the stuff. Uh, but for now, let's get into my uh, team reveal. Um, yeah, like I said, a few things that could change, but genuinely speaking, I'm I'm sort of relatively happy. So... 
let's go straight into it. Uh, this is the team on the screen. It's the classic four million goalkeeper double up. I can't ever remember doing that before in, in FPL. Uh, it's Iverson and Ward um, right down there. It's Trent, Robertson, Cancelo, Perisic and Dean. Uh, it's Salah captain, De Bruyne, Kulusevski, Neto, Gabriel Jesus. And then on the bench, it's Andreas Pereira and the mighty 4.5 forwards of Archer and Greenwood. Um, so let's start at the back then. I talked on Black Box with Luke yesterday about uh, the, the double up, Iverson and Ward. I know 70% of people from the poll I did aren't sold on that idea of having the cheapest double up. A lot of people still going for Ramsdale, Mendy, still seeing some Edisons in, in people's sides. I think they're all viable. I think what isn't viable at the moment is a 4.5 goalkeeper. I can't see a 4.5 goalkeeper that I want to keep even for six or seven weeks. I think Sanchez has got his issues, doesn't make too many saves. I'm a bit worried about Brighton's you know, short-term potential and long-term potential with Kukurela leaving, although we don't really know if he's going to go. Brighton have said no, but I'm sure he, he is going to leave it at some stage um, in the transfer window. Basum has gone as well. I think we, we could be a bit more leaky this season, so we'll kind of see how that goes. So I think he's out. Raya has obviously got competition now from the other um, goalkeeper from Lazio that they've signed. Really, really top quality goalkeeper. I imagine Raya stays as first choice, but a couple of mistakes, a couple of slip-ups, and I think he, he could be he could be out and then you're stuck with, with kind of no one. I mean, the good thing is, you know, with Raya, is that you if you go for Ward, who we think is going to be the, the first choice, Leicester goalkeeper, you've got that kind of backup. But then you could go for Raya and Ward and end up losing out to the new Brentford goalkeeper and Iverson coming in, for example. So it's not without its, its kind of risks. Um, obviously, with the four million double up, there is the risk that Leicester just go out and buy another goalkeeper. Um, this has been sort of mooted by a few accounts I've seen on Scout and, and on Twitter. I think this is really unlikely. They paid over twelve million pounds for for Ward. Um, he was always there to, to be back up for for Schmeichel. Iverson was at Preston. He had a good season for them in the Championship. I think he's a good backup to Ward now. And Ward's a good goalkeeper. He hasn't played much in preseason. I wouldn't be surprised to see Iverson start the first game, but then Ward to come in after that. I think given that Leicester don't have a huge amount of money to spend, I don't think the goalkeeper is going to be the priority for them. And I think that's why they've allowed Schmeichel to, to go on. They, they have, they've got faith in these two goalkeepers. Um, what's going to be really key for them is if they can hold on to some of their other assets. Fafana has been linked with away, but he's, he's, got, he's on a, you know, a long contract. Um, I, think, I think he stays. They're going to have to pay a lot of money to prize him away. Does Madison stay? You know, Tielemans wants out. Big player in that midfield, you know, they could be decimated by the end of the transfer. That's the big concern. But for me, for four million, to have a starting goalkeeper for any team for four million, I think is worth it. I mean, you look at Schmeichel last season, he got three points less than Ramsdale over the whole season. So, you know, it's a million a million difference between them. I am expecting Arsenal to do well in, in the in the in the kind of first few games. Um, you know, especially after the first two when their fixtures get really nice. But you know, Leicester have Brentford, they have Southampton. They can make saves against some of the top sides. Is there going to be 15 to 20 points difference after six game weeks between, you know, Ward and, and Ramsdale and even Edison? I'm not convinced there is. And I'm backing Leicester to actually surprise a few people at the start of the season. So I'm happy with that 4 million double up. So what does that mean? Look, I've got a little lock emoji. There he goes. Iverson. Have I got one for Ward? Oh, no. Spoilers. Uh, there's one for, for Trent as well. Um, yeah, so I'm happy with the Iverson Award double up. I'll, I'll definitely be starting with that. I think it's a great opportunity um, to take money out of goalkeeper um, and you know and, and not worry about it. Um, Trent, well, I'm just going to put a lock emoji on him straight away. Um, I've, I have seen a couple of teams without him in. Um, I have got some friends who play FPL. 
they uh, from uni a few of them sent me teams without Trent in first advice get Trent in you know if you're watching this and you're thinking of trying to be clever maybe you're going for Robertson or Van Dyke trying to save a bit of money uh, you know, you, you 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 read these things, you watch these streams. Everyone's got Trent in for a reason. The fixtures are so nice. He's on he's on free kicks. He's on corners. He scored at the Community Shield. There's nothing else you could want for seven point five. He will be the top scoring sub eight million player in the game without without question. So just just definitely get him in. Um, Robertson's a bit of a more contentious one. I know that obviously people are, are looking at Salah and Trent. That's the two. And then it's that kind of third spot. Darwin Nunes is becoming popular, 20% of teams um, he's in now. Uh, Diaz, his stock has fallen a little bit. He's gone from sort of 30% owned to down to 20%, but still really popular. Robertson for me, though, is still flying under the radar. He looks so good in that community shield. He looks fit. He looks up for it. He looks attacking. He had a header at the near post. You just know what you're going to get with Robertson, and I'm just not sure we know that with Nunes and, and Diaz. I think Diaz is unquestionably a huge talent. He's going to make Liverpool a better team. Um, he was so good when he signed sort of last season. I think he's going to fit effortlessly, effortlessly into whatever front line um, they play. But from an FPL perspective, does he have that clinical edge that we saw Mane have? Is he someone who can get close to 200 points? I'm not so sure that he can. You know, I, I think he's going to be getting around 150, 160 this season. Whereas Robertson, I think, can get to 200 if, if they with those clean sheets as well. And he costs a bit less. Uh, I, I just I just really like him uh, at seven million. So Robertson, he's my second lock. I'm definitely going with him. I did toy with the idea of Diaz um, in in previous drafts, but I'll definitely be starting the season with with Robertson. Cancelo's the third one. Uh, I'm just going to put a lock emoji on him straight away as well. Uh, really really easy pick uh, for me. Um, you want to tap into that Man City defence. That the fixtures are just so so good. Yeah, there's question marks around, you know, the kind of the the strength they've got actually in defence. You know, with Vincenzo leaving, with Cucurella not coming at this time of of speaking, um, their back four picks themselves. Stones and and um, Laporte um, haven't played at all preseason. Laporte's injured. Stones, I guess, could come back in if he if he is fit. But I think we're looking at a Walker, Cancelo, um, Ake, and, and DS backline, the same one that started in the in the Community Shield. Uh, when you look at those three players, Cancelo just offers so much more than they do. I mean, again, we talk about 200-point defenders. I think 200 points is, is the minimum we can expect for, for Cancelo this season. I think he underperforms. Um, he, he took such a massive step up last season. It's going to be even better this year. I think he can really rival Trent as, as being that kind of, you know, elite level um, defender. So, you know, he doesn't have the set pieces, but I don't think it manages with the level that, that he shoots. So, I would just advise people to start with him. I think you can, you could go down to Diaz. I think you could get Walker in alongside him. I think at five million, Walker is is a good option and an actual option now that Kukurez has gone. But I just wouldn't be messing around with, with Cancelo. I, I think you know he he could be a player who just starts regularly hitting double digit um, points, and even when he doesn't, he's going to be getting regular sixes. So again, for seven million, you know one, one of the best kind of value um, players. Um, in the game uh, now, Perisic is an interesting one. Um, he's my next one. Um, I have to wait and see whether I put a lock emoji on him. Um, there's a comment from Ben Dinnery earlier. Now, his first line in this comment was interesting. Uh, Sessignon could get the nod in game week one. So that's not a direct quote. That's from Ben himself. And the quote um, from Conte is: "Now, for Perisic, is important to get back to his best physical condition." Against Roma, I made him play from the beginning to make him familiar with the pace of the match and with his teammates. He is not yet at a hundred percent. Okay, so ignoring Ben's comment at the start, it is important for Perisic to get back to his best physical condition. I made him play against Roma to get familiar with the pace of the match and with his teammates. Well, Perisic isn't going to get familiar with paces of matches and with his teammates if he's not playing. And they've got Chelsea in game week two. 
So I can't understand why he would start and play 75 minutes in a pre-season game, not start against Southampton, which is a perfect game to get some rhythm and get some minutes in. What, he plays 15, 20 minutes in that, comes off the bench, What, and then he starts against Chelsea in such an important game? I'm not buying it. I think he starts against Southampton. I really do. Um, I, I think, you know, Session is, is a great player in his own right, but Perisic is, is miles ahead um, in terms of ability. And, you know, you either you either assume that Perisic doesn't start game week one and starts game week two against Chelsea. I mean, he definitely starts that game week two game against Chelsea. So I just I just think he needs minutes. And he's, he's a naturally fit player. Conte's hinted at that before. He's not 100%, but that's because of a lack of match fitness. How else do you get match fitness other than play matches? I think he starts. He's putting a lot of people off, which I like. Not for me. He's locked in. I, 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 if he doesn't start, if he comes on for 20 minutes, I'll take it. I want him long term. Um, you know, I'll, I'll just take it on the chin. But my, my, my gut feeling is that Perisic starts um, in this game. Uh, team news will be out later today. This is going out on Friday. So we might have more comments. We're interested to get Neil's opinion on that as well um, I imagine Neil might play on the safe side and not put him in um, but I'm, I'm back in Perisic to start in that game now the fifth defender spot is interesting um, I had James um, on the stream I did last night uh, or Wednesday night with, with Luke um, and I've, I've kind of swapped things around a little bit I've gone for that 5 million defender sort of um, bracket. There's a few players here um, that I'm considering, so I can't I can't put the lock emoji on on Dean. Um, I'm looking at Gabriel. I like those first two games, Palace and Leicester being so weak at set pieces, and then a really really good run of fixtures. Kind of covers all the Ramsdale owners as well. Great goal threat um, that he's got too, and they've looked solid um, pre-season. So I'm considering him. I'm looking at Walker as well. Um, the problem with, with Walker is that I can't move for another City attacker for that Bournemouth game if I do get that because like we'll talk about in a minute. I've got De Bruyne and, and Cancelo. Um, already in place. Um, Trippier, I like the look of him as well. Um, you know, I think he's he's, he's a really nice uh, option at, at five. There's there's plenty of options in, in this kind of bracket that, that I like the look of. So I think I am going to start with, with one five million defender. At the moment, it's Dean. I like the look of that Bournemouth game. Um, I think it's going to be a, a bit of a walkover for, for Villa, given the injuries that Bournemouth have got. Then it's Everton at home, his old club. I like that as well. Then it gets quite tough. But I'm not really looking at defenders in the same way as I have done in previous seasons. In previous seasons, I thought, okay, I don't want to be making defender transfers. But I'm looking at defenders as attackers now because of the attacking options that they they give. So Dean is one that isn't quite as attacking as, as the others, but obviously still has good potential with two good fixtures. He might be a transfer, not necessarily locked in 100%. I mean, they've got Palace in game week three. It's not a terrible fixture, but he might be someone that I could then move on to an Arsenal defender um, in game week three. So if I have to keep him, it's not the end of the world. If I... You know, have a have a transfer, and I can use it. Then I can I can take him out and not feel too bad about it. So, I prefer Dean over Cash. I think Cash is is very good, very attacking. Um, but Dean, I think is is just so is is just so nailed down on that on that left hand side, and his crossing is going to be absolutely vital for for Gerard and the way he wants to play. So, you know, he, he came in sort of halfway through last season. It's always difficult to adapt to a new team. He's had this pre season now. Um, he's much less owned than Cash. Um, as well, and I think there's going to be more attacks going down that left-hand side um, for for Villa um, this season. So Dean is currently um, in the target that Bournemouth game. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
uh, in midfield. Salah, yeah, I mean, let's not mess around. Um, I know Mark is, is adamant that he's not going to start with him, but I, I just, I think it's completely the wrong play. I think, you know, whatever way you do it, if you, if you take out Salah for another premium, like Son or Kane, I think Salah's better than, than all of them. I think Salah's still the best option in the game and worth the million extra. Um, I think if you take that money, you spread the funds around. Um, I haven't seen a team in which people have done that, which I've thought, oh, they've done so much with that. I, I think there's good options, you know, cheaper um, down um, down the list. I, I think, you know, you can you can easily build a team without needing to have a load of, you know, kind of mid-priced um, players everywhere. Uh, so I haven't been sold um, on that idea at all and on either direction and, and Salah is just an absolute lock and, and the best captain I think this week um, so yeah not going anywhere near my team anywhere near well not going anywhere near my team not going anywhere not going anywhere from my team um, De Bruyne is an interesting one uh, next I had Son in originally obviously they're the same price uh, Son to target that Southampton game which I think could be a really good match for them um, I listened to Praz and Sonaldo on, on Burning Questions yesterday and Praz is, is starting with Haaland not considering Kane um, for example, I'm less sure about Kane and less sure about Haaland, which is why I would r- rather go for either Son or, or De Bruyne. I think Son up against that high line of, of Southampton is really nice. I think De Bruyne's got the, the pre-season minutes, the match fitness. He looks really sharp. He's playing just off the striker um, as well. So I prefer that kind of you know switch if, if I was going to make that. Um, but Praz is kind of talking me into just starting with, with De Bruyne, um, not booking in that transfer for game week two, hoping for a bit of variance, um, and that De Bruyne can kind of come close. I mean, at the end of the day, it's Kevin De Bruyne playing for City. You never know what, what could happen. So I think I'm leaning towards starting with De Bruyne now. That takes me to Kulazewski as well. Um, by downgrading James uh, down to a, a 5 million defender, that lets me basically get an 8 million midfielder, which is a, a bracket that I really like the look of. I mean, there's lots of players I could consider here, as, as you all know. You know, there's Saka, there's Mount. Um, I can't go for Diaz, obviously, because I've got the three Liverpool. And there's Kulazewski. Now, Richarlison's banned for game week one. Kulusevski comes in on the right. I'm not convinced that Richarlison is a huge threat to Kulusevski's place, like a lot of people seem to think. I think Kulusevski gives that kind of balance if they if they do adopt that, that system. I think he can play more centrally as well if they go to other systems. I'm expecting Kulusevski to start the majority of games that he's available for, for Spurs. I'm happy to play him in, in game week one. This also gives me the option of maybe moving him to a Mahrez or a Foden to target a double Man City midfield um, in, that, in that Bournemouth game. So I think quite a few people are going to find it hard to have triple... City. I mean, obviously, if you've got Kane and you're moving to Haaland, that's one transfer. Um, you know, and if, if you've got Kansas City, you've got that in. If you've got Walker, you're not going to move for those double attackers if you've already got them in place. I think we're going to see the majority of people going into that Bournemouth game with one attacker and with Cancelo or with Cancelo, Walker or Edison or something like that. So to have two attackers, I think, puts me in quite a strong position if I want to, um, if I want to do that. So it's not booking in a transfer really because I think if Kulusevski does well against Southampton I might just keep him he's got Chelsea and a decent run of games um, and, and Conte isn't going to mess around with that if, if he's if he's playing well and doing well if he doesn't look right if he gets subbed off early or something like that then I've got that option to move over to a Foden or a, or a Mahrez and just see how, how City's set up in that first game um, so yeah I quite like that that idea uh, Neto um, yeah a lot of people get being put off Neto obviously Jimenez is, is out um, I haven't locked Kulusevski, by the way. I'm not completely sure um, on that. I, I might end up with, with a mount, or m- I might even just go for Foden um, straight away. Uh, kind of depends on, on some of the comments 
um, tomorrow. But at the moment, he's he's sort of semi semi locked um, in my side. Uh, Neto, I think, is a lock. I think I gave him a lock, did I? No, I didn't. I didn't give him a lock. Um, that's the reason I didn't give him a lock was because I am kind of considering Bailey um, for that for that kind of uh, fourth option. I think Neto is more nailed on long term. Now I think Bailey could end up missing out. Um, it's only two really good games for for Villa, whereas Neto has, has a better um, system. There's also more players to kind of run to if if he doesn't do well. Um, you know, in the f- kind of five point five bracket, or even if I could find a bit of money and move up to Marcelli, um, for example. So I'm sick with Neto. He's playing up front. You know, Wolves aren't great, but Leeds aren't great either. I think you know when you're. I love out of position players. I love watching midfielders play up front, and you know, for a five point five, you know, mid to be playing up front doesn't matter who they're playing for. Um, I think it's great. I mean, maybe Mbomo was the um, exception, but he did look good when I when you watched him. You know, hit the post a lot. Could have had more points than he did. Um, I think Neto could be a an early season bandwagon if he was if he was six million. I think that would put a lot of people off, but five point five—that's too good to to pass up. Really, he is. I mean, you talk about Embomo. I mean, Neto is several leagues above Embomo in terms of ability. Um, he's an absolutely fantastic talent, and you know, Wolves have done well to hold on to him. I think you know maybe him getting that injury has, has helped because there hasn't been too many too much um, interest in him that I've seen. But I think he's he's going to get a big move uh, somewhere at some point. And I think this could be a really really big season for him um, if he can stay fit. Um, Gabriel Jesus. Uh, is next. I mean, he's he's got the lock. Um, I don't love him, if I'm being honest. I think 75% most owned player ever in FPL. I think it's absolutely crazy. I think it just says a lot more about the, the striker options that we've kind of got available to us, um, you know, in our side. There's four strikers that people are considering, um, you know, which, which kind of says a lot. And that's Kane, uh, that's Haaland, uh, that's Gabriel Jesus, and then it's Greenwood. They're the four kind of 20% owned plus players um other than that it's you know going right the way down to you know Vardy 6% you've got Watkins down at 4% you know, you've got so many players who just no one's going near Ivan Tony you know there could be options that emerge but i think Jesus is so attractive because he if you're if you're not going for for Haaland or Kane he's a good price playing for a good team with good fixtures why would you go down to to someone else when you when you can have that it doesn't make much sense to me so for anyone considering a 541 um, you know, who isn't making that Kane to Haaland switch? And, and the problem with Haaland as well is, you know, if he's got these injuries and he's going to be your only striker, is there a worry that he doesn't play and, and, and you know, and you get a false nine, you know, Foden coming in at false nine and then you don't have a striker or you're relying on Archer or Greenwood off the bench? I think it's a gamble. So Jesus or Kane, for me, if you're playing kind of this formation with, with one striker and two 4.5s, he's going to play every minute, every game. You know, he, he might play on the left a bit, he might play on the right. You don't know where he's going to play, but he's, he's definitely going to play. Uh, and I don't think he's going to get huge returns this season. Um, I have my doubts about him a little bit. I mean, obviously he's had the best preseason of, of any player, um, which is why his ownership's so high. But yeah, I, I do think this could be a this could be someone who falls falls in price. But I think in this case, I'd rather be on the on the side of you know backing him. Um, I, I can't think of too many negatives uh, against him, other than the fact that it's Gabriel Jesus and he hasn't really hit huge heights despite playing for, for Man City. And I'm expecting that output um, and that XGI to, to decrease for Arsenal. But yeah, we'll see. Um, on the bench, I mentioned Ward, Pereira, Archer and Greenwood. I don't need to go into too much detail about these. It is obviously a huge gamble uh, with two non-playing 4.5 forwards. I don't love that. Um, you know, and especially with the likes of Perisic and Kulazewski, you know, there there could be some kind of issues there. But I think generally speaking, all the players in my in my side are, are pretty nailed on. Perisic needs minutes. He's he's not gonna you know he's not gonna be auto subbed out. 
Um, he's, he's either going to start or he's, or he's definitely going to come on at some point. They're not going to go into that Chelsea game with him not playing. So I think the chances of me needing the bench um, this week are, are, are going to be pretty low. And I've got Pereira there playing as number 10 for an attacking Fulham side. So that is that is absolutely fine. Um, but yeah, that's my team. Um, let me know your teams in the comments below. I'll try and reply to those as much as I can. Let me know what you think about my draft. Obviously, I've got what one or four players um, you know, lock, not locked in. I mean, I could end up doing something like Dean up to... Uh, James, um, and then you know Neto down to Bailey, and then trying to find point five somewhere else. But it's all kind of getting a little bit messy. I mean, one thing I did think about was, was starting with Haaland alongside Jesus rather than De Bruyne. That saves point five. Neto to Bailey, and then Dean up to James. So you know that'd be James, Bailey, and Haaland versus De Bruyne, Neto, and Dean, for example. But yeah, I, I don't know. That, that's kind of one, one switch I'm already thinking about, and I might even have made it before um before this video goes out. But yeah. Uh, that's it. Good luck, everyone. Thank you for watching. Again, if you've enjoyed the video, give it a like. Give the channel a subscribe. Head over to fantasyfootballscout.co.uk. We've got um, brilliant stuff over there to make your, help you with your final decisions. You know, we've got the uh, the preseason minutes. Uh, we've got stats tables from last season. We've got the transfer planner. Uh, we've got the members video from Mark um, and Andy last night. So, yeah, head over, check it all out, and I will speak to you all very soon.